Here's part two of our decade recap, once again with Jelani Kelly and Mason Lafferty. Just like in part one, you're going to hear Carla's answers separate from the rest of ours. This one we're covering the most underrated movies, worst slash worst you didn't see, best characters, and favorites. Also, there's one F word in this, but it's used as part of a character's name in like the most harmless possible context, so I didn't put the explicit warning on this episode, but if you're with young kids or something, just wanted to give fair warning for that. Hope you enjoy the episode. So, the most underrated movies of 2010s. The first one would definitely be Palo Alto on my list. It's a great coming-of-age movie. I thought it really was the first instance, at least for me, where I saw teens rebelling and dabbling in substance abuse and sex and all of that. And again, it was just a very great coming-of-age film with Emma Roberts, James Franco, Nat Wolf. Jack Kilmer, I mean, come on, like, you got a really great cast, really great story, really great plot, and the cinematography itself is really, is is very indie, very melancholy, but also very, you know, very deep, very real, and I thought that was one of the most underrated movies of the decade. Another one, Tangerine, that is a amazing, amazing movie. It talks about a subject that isn't widely talked about which is, you know, that of prostitution and of race. And I mean, of course, it's talked about, but you don't see it that much in film. And aside from that, Tangerine was filmed with an iPhone. Like, that's crazy. That's that's amazing. Uh, You got this beautiful, amazing film with very deep subjects, very deep talks, great characters, great character developments. And it's all shot in an iPhone. So that's kind of... Uh, it's it's very very underrated you know you can tell it's a bit low budget but you you really really can't tell that much and also it was it was just a phenomenal movie it was i it was one of my favorites honestly if i could go back to the favorites i probably would and say that tangerine was one of my favorites (laughs) or if i can add to it third one the lobster great another a24 film the lobster it has a really weird concept one that did have some plot holes in it, you know, and and some logical (laughs) holes in it, but very great movie. It was made really well. The character development was cool, and the concepts were really cool. Okay, now we're on underrated. All right. Jelani, what were your picks for that? All right, my first two picks, I think I just like Henry Cavill as an actor for some reason, but that also might make sense when you see my best characters. First two, I have Immortals. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of that movie. Yeah, it's it's one of the. It was like um, Greek gods. Yeah, and they it were... wasn't Zack Snyder, but it wanted to be. Yeah, like it was all his like slow mo and weird color palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched a couple clips from it. It it looks weird. Um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from though. Like it was something that went way under the radar and nobody talks about it anymore. Exactly. To be honest, I'm gonna sound ridiculous here. I don't remember the plot. I just remember the action. I remember there was like a really cool bow and arrow that you just pull on the string and an arrow appears. That was really cool. And then I remember like the ending fight scene that I thought was awesome. But then after that, I have Man of Steel. Okay. I see where you're coming from with that. I think it was a disappointment yeah. at the time for a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't love it. I'm not going to like defend it, but it's um it maybe is better than people say. And people were talking about destruction and, you know, oh my God, he's supposed to be saving people. My dad made a good point 
saying if two alien beings as strong as they were were to come onto Earth and they were fighting each other, that much destruction actually would be caused. So, yeah, probably more. Yeah, even more. Like, of of course, it wasn't intentional on you know Superman's part, but if they were trying to stop each other and they're both like equally matched gods then there'd be more than one city destroyed. So, uh, number three, I'm going to just say The Raid 2. I really love this movie. Um, I think it was a tad bit long, but the action in this was, I think all of my picks are action. The action in this was ridiculous, and it made me start watching, I think his name is Iko Luis. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. A lot more closely in every movie he's been in since. Well, I first, I first saw the first raid and then the raid too, but I originally had The Night Comes For Us, that Netflix movie with him in it as like a villain in this same spot. But I, I really just karate action flicks. Um, and yeah, I love how arts. brutal all of, yeah, martial arts flicks. And I love how brutal all of the movies he's in are. I put In Time at number four. The one with Justin Timberlake. I only put this here because I really enjoyed the concept and I think it could have been executed a lot better than it was. And then I have honorable mentions before I get to to five. My family and I, it's really my mom and brother. I watch these kinds of movies with, but it's kind of like social experiment movies. Circle, Would You Rather and The Exam where it's like you don't know what's going on at first as the audience and you're trying to figure it out along with the the rest of the the characters in the movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of these. Circle was on like Netflix or something. I don't know. I think I've heard of a couple of them. The Circle was that the one with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks? No. The Circle okay. was like they were on like well you find out later they're on an alien spaceship spoilers. They're essentially ticking down every few, like, minutes. They're ticking down, and they're supposed to vote on who's supposed to die. You know, there's no... If you step out of the circle you're standing in, you die. If, you know, people are sacrificing themselves for others and all of this stuff. And the guy at the end outsmarts everybody. But I, I just thought it was a really cool movie. Would You Rather is kind of kind of like that. It's like Would You Rather, but more brutal it, it, these just these just the way i'm explaining them just sound like really dumb horror movies the exam people are trying to take a test with these impossible like questions and they're trying to figure out what they're really there for i think they're there to earn money or something also oh i forgot the belco experiment i'd add with these it was like a corporate business they lock all the employees in from they're all locked inside oh and yeah, they're all yeah, supposed yeah. To, like, kill each this. other yeah I, I don't know why i like movies like those but they're, they're just interesting for me and the last pick i put the amazing spider-man 2 i have a soft spot for this movie for some reason i enjoyed that a lot when i saw it in theaters yeah. i recognize its flaws but such a breath of fresh air after freaking toby mcguire yes yeah, maybe that's why. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I don't think he deserves all the hate he got from being Spider-Man. I think the scripts for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man were much better. Not necessarily yeah. acting, but I think yeah. the stories of them Okay, were we're going to talk after. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Evan and I go... We both agree we don't like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Um, Yo. Yeah. 
dude, <laughs> you don't even know how much I hate that. <laughs> but uh, another thing for me from this movie was the music. I really like the themes. I like the Electro's theme and the opening Spider-Man theme. Oh my, yeah. Oh yeah, Hans Zimmer yeah. with Pharrell um, sounded awesome. But th- those are those are my picks. Yeah, that might be the most fun I've had in a theater, too, when I saw that. That was, like, just before I started doing reviews. I was, like, 15. But even so, like, I really enjoyed that. And also, like, the chemistry between... Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. They were dating at the time. I so good. I believe that's why, but still, I, I, I enjoyed that. Either way, like, it comes across. Like, you really care about mm-hmm. the two of them. Like, they, they're really good actors, and, like, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And surprise, surprise, being a, the biggest comic book nerd that I am, I did not know, spoilers for this movie, but it's been out for years, that Gwen Stacy dies in the comics. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that was the first time I felt true tension watching a movie. As yeah. she's falling, I was like, he really might catch her, but he really might not. Yeah. 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 And I, I just don't want to see Emma Stone die. That's the only reason I have hard time rewatching it yeah everyone likes emma stone it's emma stone okay that's my list all right so, so my dark horse of 2019's on there i loved ready or not i don't know if either of you have seen that but i think that is the funniest movie that's come out in years i think it's a modern day clue not gonna spoil modern it all barely day gonna talk clue. about it concept's great it's very tight it's about an hour and 23 minutes total you said it's called ready and i'm about to write that down because i love clue Ready or not, it's it's hysterical. It's very dark comedy. It's like very, very dark comedy, but it's hysterical. Great cast, too. Very short. Some great surprises in it. Mother is on there, too, for me. Darren Aronofsky, right? Yes, yes. It is the only film I've ever paused out of being disturbed. Oh. And had to take a break. Wow. That is the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, I've heard it's like really messed up. I watched dark stuff, and this was almost too dark for me. The whole thing is an allegory. If you have any like background in religion or anything like that, it's it's a, it's the story of God and Mother Nature for the most part, but it's told in one house with human beings, and it's yeah, it's creepy Javier Bardem. Yeah, right? it's, it's disturbing. I highly recommend it. Another one that's on there, which everyone talks about, Captain Marvel and uh, Wonder Woman being like the strong female protagonist. You want a strong female protagonist? Watch Gerald's Game. Okay. Okay. Messed up movie. Another really messed up one. It's pretty much just a two-person cast. I mean, it's 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 dark. I will. I would say it's one of Stephen King's darker books. It's a oh, Netflix film. It's on King. there. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the few Netflix originals that I say really caught my attention. I've watched it a couple times now. Okay, but it, it's slow, but it's worth watching. Yeah, I think you're not the only person I've heard endorse it. So, and I have. Can you ever forgive me? On there. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy not being over-the-top funny. She killed it. I really didn't think she'd be able to, but I really enjoyed her. And I really like, what's that guy's name? I love the actor in that. He's been doing some great stuff lately. And then the last one I have on there is The Death of Stalin. Yes. So there's a story behind this one. So Evan and I actually saw The Death of Stalin together. Well, you could say that. Um, We walked in halfway through the movie without realizing it and only watched about 45 minutes of it. Yeah, and then we looked at each other and we're like, wait, was it me or was that mad short? So I went and saw it again the next night. Loved it. It's very dry humor. It's right up my alley. It's 
It's witty. That's mm. what I'll say. It's witty. Yeah, I I enjoyed what I saw of it. I did not finish it afterward. Or well, I I mean I finished it. I didn't go back and watch the beginning after. But it was it was pretty fun for what I did see. Of Stalin it. was already dead by the time after <laughs> Stalin had so. died a long time ago. I think I don't even know who played him. Uh, but yeah, it's Steve Steve Buscemi's in it. I love um, Steve Buscemi. I wouldn't have known about it if you hadn't told me about it. I should probably give it a rewatch because it it was pretty good actually from what I remember. It's been a while. Is that all yours? Yeah, it's all mine. Okay, so I'll try to run through these quick. I don't think we'll have too much to say about some of these. I haven't heard of most of them. Anonymous One says, Kubo and the Two Strings. The Way, Way Back. Night is Short, Walk on Girl. Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. That's with uh, Andy Samberg, Lonely Island Group. Your Name, which is an anime. And then Mike Raffles says, Big Hero 6. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Evil Dead. The Invitation, and Suspiria. John says Annihilation, and Carson echoes that one. John also says Ant-Man, Sorry to Bother You, Super 8, and Skyscraper. Three people said Inception, and again, we talked about Circles, but yeah, Anonymous 2, and then both my parents said Inception, which I can't really agree with. He also says Scott Pilgrim, The Help, Les Mis and Kingsman. A lot of those. I'm, I'm Someone sure. say Les Mis was underrated. Yeah, and I, I don't know that Kingsman's really underrated either. Like I thought that got a lot of attention, and like it's it's good, but I think you could put that on overrated before underrated. The only thing I'll say about Les Mis is that it's not a bad adaption of it, but Russell Crowe is singing in the oh, movie. It's God. a running joke at a bunch of parties I go to because there's a thing where it's like who could do the best. Russell Crowe, he's like. There in the darkness. He's like, he's very um, flat when he sings. It's just atrocious, but that's besides the point. I won't defend him, but I have a Russell Crowe song on my playlist. I won't apologize for that. <laughs> I know he's got a bad voice, but hey, that's nothing new. They're just me. better adaptions of the song. That's what I'll say. Probably. I, he's not, I'm not saying he's a good yeah, singer, yeah. but like, I do enjoy one of his songs. Anne says Francis Ha, which credits to Carla for that, because she would not have known about that if we didn't do it on the show. I remember she said to me when we were doing it she was like oh black and white i don't know about this and then watched it and was like it's pretty good ann and joe both said wonder woman i don't know if i'd call it underrated. that's not underrated they're not in like nerd circles so much so oh, okay, i think okay, for okay. them like it might have come off as underrated uh book smart which i really enjoyed uh it's another one of ann's picks secret life of walter mitty and life of pi was that underrated i like life of pi I don't know. I saw that in black and white because I was on a hotel TV, so I didn't really get the full effect. Oh, um, I can't imagine that in black and white. Half I know. I know. It's all visuals. It. Yeah. So I, I that really one, didn't. The part where he goes on the island? I don't really remember that. It's been so long since the, I saw with that. With the lights? I can see it as over or underrated. And then Joe says Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if I can agree with that. It got a lot of praise. Yeah. Uh, he also says Kingsman. Captain Phillips, which I think now is true, maybe not at the time, but like I don't feel like anyone talks about Captain Phillips outside of the one reference. Um, <laughs> I was about to do it, but I'm like, no, he's gonna say something. <laughs> I mean, feel free, but like, yeah, that's all people talk about with it. I feel like now, and then Hannah Saoirse Ronan in 2011 did this like I forget what it was. She's like a spy or something. Angel says Arrival, Safety Not Guaranteed. Tangled, Inside Lewin Davis, which I've heard is really good. And then Her, which was echoed by... Her was very good. Yeah, I loved Her. 
Yeah, that was echoed by, I think that's the one that got the most mentions in this category. Uh, Natalia, Sarah, and my dad all echoed that. I thought it was really good. And that's something that, like, you don't hear a lot of people talking about mm. anymore. Tom says Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I don't know if you can call that under... I think at the time, underrated. But now, like, I think a lot of people are, like, talking about that. So I'm not sure that that's true anymore. Gone Girl. It got a lot of attention, didn't it? Uh, at the time, I it's one of my favorites. Um, we did two shows on that, so... I, I mean, didn't that realize that was... Uh... What's his name? Ryan uh, hmm? Gosling in that. Gone Girl? Yeah. It's Ben uh, Affleck. It's not. It's Ben Affleck. No, no. The, the creepy old man. No, it's... Wait, no, I'm no, Googling Neil Patrick that. Harris is the guy who I think, wait, no. No, I guarantee you... Uh, I'm looking it up. Ryan Gosling isn't in it. <laughs> no, you're, you're talking Blade Runner, right? No, I'm talking Gone Girl. No, he's not in Gone Girl. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he's in Gone Girl. He's, he's not. Dude, I did two. We did two episodes on this. If he was in it, like we would have talked about it. Wait, no, I'm thinking of another movie. Yeah. What movie? <laughs> I the don't know. the the Lovely Bones. That's what I'm thinking of. The Lovely Bones. I don't know why I always confuse those two movies. I don't think that's him either. But whatever. All right, look it up if you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom also says Man of Steel, which Jelani Yay. Uh, yeah. Someone else echoed you there. Uh, Spectre, which I see where he's coming from. I still thought it was Oh, garbage, you're right again. But, yeah. Um, and then Solo, mm. which I, I, I see that. That comes up on the worst list next. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Carson says Cloud Atlas. That was just weird. Yeah. Uh, searching. And then Snowpiercer. I agree with Ooh. that one. That, was, that went under the radar. And then Drive. Colin, I already mentioned this. This is one of his only categories that he did. He says Tower Heist, which I already talked about. And then the Croods. He loves that movie. Really? Yeah, 2013 DreamWorks animated. I remember. I, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, for some reason. I I think just because he talks about it so much, I've kind of gotten annoyed with it. But it's not bad. <laughs> um, but he acts like it's the greatest thing ever. So Natalia says the Mule, Get Out. Uh, she also said her, and then Divergent and Into the Woods. Into the Woods. I, I kind of feel like at the time those were maybe overrated, but they are kind of forgotten right. now. So, or not so much. Not I mean, out, Get Out, course, I don't yeah. think is for sure. We already I thought these were underrated. This is underrated, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Divergent and Into the Woods are two that, like, they were big at the time, mm-hmm. but then kind of went under the radar. Or not under the radar. Not a great adaption of the musical, though. I it's was not a fan not, of it. Not a great adaption of the musical, I will I d- say that. I don't really, I didn't know the musical, but I didn't enjoy that movie. Yeah, they made much. it too dark. Uh, Sarah says Captain Fantastic, which I heard was good. Alice in Wonderland, which we heard carla rail against on overrated so i don't know i don't know i haven't seen it but i kind of i'm more on carla's side with that one but these other two i'm really glad she mentioned blind spotting i thought that was really good david diggs is in it and then frank which i haven't seen but that's the one where the singer i think wears like a huge mask on his head Mm. i remember it looking kind of creepy that mask thing so i stayed away from it my mom said brave which I really enjoyed that one. That's the, I think it's Scottish princess movie from Disney. Um, and then 127 Hours, where James Franco cuts his arm off. That's all I remember that movie for. It was good, though. Like, I mean, that scene is, like, super, like, cringy. But, I mean, it's done really well. And then my dad said Mudville. That was a Netflix original. It got a little bit of awards attention. I haven't seen it, but he's he really liked it. 
And then both my parents said Lion, which was the Dev Patel movie, is where the kid, like, goes back and, like, finds his family that he ran away from or something. My dad and I both put Molly's Game, which is Jessica Chastain. Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed it. And then Malia put Inside Out. I don't know if I would agree on underrated, but definitely really good. I think, again, that depends on what circles Mm. you're in, whether that one comes up. We already did a whole episode on that, so I won't say more about how much I love it. Lauren says Baby Driver and Ocean's 8, which I think are both pretty good choices. Baby Driver, I think you can make a case for it being overrated too, but again, circles, and I think you could say it's underrated. Like, I think it's, there's a lot of people who don't appreciate it so much. My other picks for this, The Hate You Give, which other people, my my family brings that up a few other times in this. The Adjustment Bureau, which is Matt Damon and Emily Blunt, and actually Anthony Mackie before he was Falcon. And then The Man from U.N.C.L.E., which is uh, Guy Ritchie directed it. It had uh, Henry Cavill and Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, and uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who's kind of a rising star now. Not the greatest thing ever, but definitely deserved more attention than it got. Mm. All right, so now we're into worst. So, worst movies of the decade. First one, definitely the last song. Terrible movie. (laughs) Very bad movie. Miley Cyrus should have just ended with Hannah Montana, but of course she continued to even do a Black Mirror episode, which I thought was atrocious, (laughs) along with this movie. Uh, This movie had no depth. This movie was just cowboy-y, but not even in a cool sense, and it was just cheesy beyond cheesy. I mean, there's good films that are cheesy, and then there's the last song that's cheesy. This was definitely not a good movie. Second one, Dear John, definitely not a good movie. They tried to incorporate the military in a love story, and I thought that that was the stupidest thing. Also, the acting was just poor, exactly with the last song. Both films had poor acting. It was just not good, and I thought that the main reason that this movie got attention was because of uh, Channing Tatum. So, I don't know. It wasn't that great. Third movie, Tooth Fairy. (laughs) I know that people love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Me too. I think he's really funny. I think he's really cool. But come on, he's not. I don't think he should have been in this movie, let alone I don't think this movie should have been a thing. It kind of tainted his name. I mean, he he wasn't greatly known as an actor to begin with, but I just thought this movie was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, and it made him look like an idiot. Fourth movie, I would definitely have to say Star Wars Last Jedi. A lot of people love that movie. I I thought it was a kind of a disgrace to the to the Star Wars franchise. I thought it was too focused on CGI, too focused on you know bringing back the Star Wars saga, and 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 I thought the hype was way more centered around bringing back Star Wars than the movie itself. But if you actually watch the movie itself and pick it apart. You know, it it really isn't that great of a film. Also, you know, to to kill off the major actors, characters in the Star Wars side, I thought that was just so cheap. I was like, wow, of course, you probably couldn't get them to act in, to, in more movies. So what, you're just going to kill them immediately and and that's it. So I, I did not like that movie. I thought it was, the plot was so poor. There was so, it was just all about bringing back luke skywalker and bringing back the the star wars name and and not so much focused around the the film itself um and lastly for the fifth 
I would have to say it's The Conjuring. I thought it was just not that great of a horror film. You know, I write uh, reviews for horror movies uh, for a living currently, and it just wasn't great. It wasn't good. It was it was just another shitty <laughs> horror film that had some aspects that people didn't see before in other horror movies, but mainly it was the same as any other horror movie. You have some evil spirit in a house that they're trying to get rid of because it's tormenting this family. Period, point blank, nothing new. I just thought it was such a bad movie. And, and you know, yeah, the face appearing behind one of the characters. Okay, I get it. It's crazy. It's scary. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. And I thought it was a pretty bad movie. Definitely, I... I definitely wondered if i should put that in the un in the most overrated movies but yeah they kind of go hand in hand with both so jelani all right let me start with you i think we're gonna skip worst you didn't see yeah just for the sake of time is it all right if i just run through my worst you didn't see i just want to say them i'm not gonna go into detail why don't we each say our worst we didn't see but we'll skip over others i'll just summarize them Okay, La La Land, Boyhood, The Great Gatsby, Cloud Atlas, and The Thing 2011. I I didn't see that. Well, obviously, I just the idea of the thing freaks me out. So, Mason, what were your picks? Cats, thank God. <laughs> Couldn't sit through it. Someone offered, and I said no. They even offered to pay for the ticket. I said no. <laughs> the Emoji Movie again. That is thank the God. most echoed one on here. A lot of people said it for worst too. But, uh, yeah. Baywatch, 2017. Here. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, I think someone else said that for something. And the uh, Fifty Shades trilogy. That's another hugely echoed one. A lot of people said Fifty Shades. A lot of people said Emoji Movie. Three people said Fan Four Stick. Uh, Am I saying that right? I haven't I even saw heard that, of it. Though. It's Fantastic Four. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but they spelt it Fan Four Stick. <laughs> just for some reason. A uh, bunch of people said Jack and Jill. Um, that's on my worst movies list (laughs) yeah and then three people said batman v superman which yeah i get that and then my dad and then two of my sisters malia and lauren both put the lego or all three put the lego movie which really i I asked them about it i was like really like i kind of liked it i didn't kind of like it was that bad but they're like no lego people like aren't meant to do that i also just like like, legos like i always have like it's been a thing my whole life Yeah. yeah i remember i watched that that was on on a bus that I was with and my friends was like, why didn't this come out when I was eight? I would have loved this when I was like eight or 10. And I was like, yeah, same. Like this, this is exactly what I would have wanted. I liked it now. That's like a 15 year old. uh, Not really, but I I don't think it deserves like that kind of hatred that they gave it. And I've never heard them talk about it before. Mm. So that's why it's weird to me. My picks for that minions already Mm. went off about that. Transformers five. Hmm. Unfortunately, I did see four, and then The Lion King, but I could say any Disney live-action remake that mm-hmm. I didn't see. And then also, this will transition us nicely into worst, God's Not Dead 2 and 3. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. I did have to watch those in religion class. Yes, I did La too. I have, I have seen the first one twice, regrettably. What? That was Echo John, and then both my parents said that. And also, my mom is a religion teacher, so take this as like a lot i've heard a lot of like devoutly religious people denounce this movie too like it's probably the worst movie i've ever seen probably not the worst one i ever will i'm sure there's stuff out there that i'll that i'd hate more but are you sure 
Yeah. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't want to see anything that I'll hate more because I really do hate it, but it's it's bad. Like, not even in terms of, like, bad filmmaking. Like, it is divisive. <laughs> hardcore religious people hate it. Unfortunately, hardcore religious people love it, too. Yeah. I don't want to judge on people for, like, liking or disliking movies, but it's super intolerant, which is where I have a problem. I, I think it's where most people have yeah. a problem. Yeah. It's also just trash movie. Mm. Terrible like, it's acting. not It's Terrible not well acting. made. But, like, most of the problem with it is that it's, like, super demeaning to atheists and non-Christians in general. I won't say the actual school, but there is a private Rhode Island school that absolutely loves the series. That is what I will say. Okay, I don't know <laughs> if the school loves the series. It's... I didn't say the name. I, I didn't say... You did not say the I name. I didn't say the name, I so still, I can't get in trouble. I may still edit this out. <laughs> because people do know. <laughs> um, but... I don't think they loved it. I was shown it there. I was well. shown it. I was shown all of them. Yeah, my my family watched it together, and I had to go downstairs and watch the Prestige afterward to remind myself that good movies still exist. Oh, I made myself a drink after I got home. <laughs> after I watched it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> well, I went into it in class because I'd already seen it, and I wouldn't have sat. I didn't want to see it. I wouldn't have sat through it. But like, it was you know, bad. Good Friday, we had to watch something religious, and uh, I think we all regretted watching yeah. it. No more hatred on Christian movies, even though I could. We're into worst now, so you guys can say your worst. That's we're just gonna scroll through again. Eat stuff apart if you'd like. So Jelani, we'll start with you. The man that killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. <laughs> this was a movie on Hulu. So bad. And it starred Sam Watterson. S- oh, Sam, Sam Elliott. So bad. Uh, yeah, and. My brother, dad, and I all agreed to turn off the movie. I'm not one... Now, this speaks volumes, because I'm not one to try and not finish a movie. Once I start tumbling, I want to see it through. Uh, Same with TV shows. But this movie, we all agreed (laughs) to turn off, because it was so boring. And this and the next movie, I'm going to say, is just ridiculously boring, and also with this, I put this at the top because I thought it was trying to be deep. With He was like in in a tent or something talking to this spy or some guy talking about uh, if I cut your cheek, it'll be bad. Good luck. If I don't, it'll be bad luck. You're going to die. Some garbage like that. And this it, it was just trash. It sounds like some of the scripts I read for a job I did this past summer. <laughs> Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I fell asleep during this okay, movie. Okay, I see you on that one. I didn't hate it. I mean, the the cast is amazing, but mm. like, yeah, sure. it was it, it could have put me to sleep if I if I'd sure. watched it later in the day. The script I watched... had potential if it was revised. With yeah. the cast it had, if it was revised, it would have worked. I watched this during it was it was a class we had with Cawful. I don't know if you've taken it yet, but essentially we just watch uh, we talk about movies and then watch them towards the end of the class. But we had to watch this movie and I just fell asleep because all everybody was freaking whispering the entire time and I could barely I could barely hear them because of that and they were just talking throughout the entire movie and then I woke up at the end, somebody gets shot and it's over. So yeah, that's up there. Gods of Egypt. Oh yeah. That... This was with mm. Brendan Thwaites Chadwick Boseman was one of the gods. And, yeah, the concept for this movie was okay. You know, bring Egyptian mythology to light. But let's replace all the Egyptians with uh, not 
you know, black people or anything like that. Let's make them all white and put spray tans on them and call them Egyptians. <laughs> so, um, like, just sort of blackface, basically. Sure. I mean, Egypt I guess it's face. not super close, but close enough. Also, like, whitewashing yeah. in general is, like, kind of the, like, yeah. it's definitely whitewashing, so, like, in that sense. Exactly. Uh, would have been tons better, because I like Egyptian mythology, and I'm, my writing, I'm trying to bring a little bit more light to it. Yeah, it would have been so much better with a non-whitewash cast. Then I had Spring Breakers. Don't know what I expected this movie <laughs> to be. But I have heard mixed reviews It about was that. garbage, is what it was. Uh, at the end, all I remember from this movie was James Franco saying, Spring Break, Spring Break forever. And he dies for some reason, because drug dealing or whatever. I didn't really care about any of the characters, and I thought I would. But I didn't, and the story, it just felt like one long drug trip. And I've never taken drugs, so that must say something. And I'm sorry to say this, I love the concept of the movie. I just think it could have been done better. Snowpiercer. I put Snowpiercer up here. Oh, really? Um, okay. That was yeah. not what I was expecting you to say. I loved it in the beginning, and then it got to that one assassin, gray-haired dude, that old white dude that started killing everybody off in the cast because for some reason he was invincible, though that was never explained. But then they got to the end, and the guy was using children to run the train, so there's that. I really enjoyed that. I I don't want to say give it a second shot because it sounds like you watched it pretty attentively, so I don't think yeah, I, I don't think you're going to come around on it. But like I, I can see how it would be annoying. Yep. I, I, like I said, I love the beginning half with the classes stuff. That was really interesting to watch and them fighting through the second thing and then it just got stupid but yeah that that's my list i'm not going to go into any okay so mason solo a star wars story okay again the emoji movie it deserved to be mentioned twice because it's just it has been mentioned shouldn't have been made more people have mentioned it jack and jill (laughs) why did al pacino sign on to this I really wish someone... I hope someone asked him if he was okay when he signed... It's not the only bad movie he's been in. I know, but when you get Al Pacino saying, Who wants a Dunkachino at the end of the movie? Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. I'm like, what? No, no, just not... And then I have Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Fair. That's and I have Suicide Squad fair. on there, too. Suicide Very Squad fair. is the most mentioned one on this list. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fair. I don't think it's, like, as bad as people say it is. It's bad. It's more disappointment than that it's worst. It could have been... a lot of bad... The animated movie was so much better. Like, I love the Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Assault on Arkham, I think it was called, but... I think the DC Universe would have been a lot better off in general if they followed some of the story from the Arkham video games. Yes. I just... I'm very staunch about those games. Or they should just... I don't know if either of you have heard of Injustice. Um, yeah, yeah. The video game where Superman turns evil, and it, it's, it gets complicated. But if they were to make that into a movie series, they'd... Oh, but I don't think they want to ruin their brand. They want to be like Marvel, but grittier for some reason. So, Well, they're recasting Superman right now. I heard Michael yeah. B. Jordan's in the running right now. Oh, he might yeah. be good. I mean, his other... Well, okay, I was going to say his other superhero movie, but then he was in Black Panther, and he was really yeah. good at I was going to say Chronicle, too. Band 4 stick. Oh, he's in Chronicle? Okay, I didn't Yeah, he's that. the third. Dane DeHaan, the best friend. I don't 
remember his name. And then Michael B. Jordan. He's like the cool kid. I didn't know yeah. he was Chronicle. Mm. I really want Michael B. Jordan to be the next Bond. I think mm. he would make a great Bond. He's not British. Um, and a lot of people say Idris Elba instead. I think if you're going to cast a black James Bond, I think Michael B. Jordan's the way to go. I think he's just... Mm. I think he's, he's just, too young. I, I need him at least 35. Idris Elba, I just... I don't feel like he can pull off like suave James Bond. Michael B. Jordan, I feel like, would be right at home playing James Bond. I would love to see that. That him, him or Tom Hardy, one of those two. No, I, I, I don't like Tom Hardy. If I'm being honest, I could see him as Superman too, though. Um, not not quite as much because, like, I don't know. I also don't like Superman as a character. I so feel like, like he has a very promising career in front of. Who? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan definitely. has a very promising yeah. career. Well, I, I feel like Superman is like, he's not complex well, enough. Because he's he's just kind of like a he's We'll just get a good into guy. that when we go to best characters, because he's on my best character list. I don't like Superman either. I just okay. think he's, uh, but we'll get to well, that. Well, like, Henry Cavill, I think, works as him just because yeah. he's kind of, like, stone-faced and, like, isn't really that emotional mm-hmm. anyway. Michael B. Jordan's so good at playing emotion that, like, yeah. I don't I don't really see him as Superman. Mm. I think if they they should have just kept him alive in Black Panther because he was the best villain they had. I yeah, they should. He should back. not have been a one off. I have a feeling he'll come back. He should have been like Loki. Yeah, because like he deserves to be in like I, I think he's the kind of actor that would be good in a superhero movie. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly from Black Panther we see that, mm. but like I don't think Superman's the right guy for him to be. Mm. So yeah, um, Suicide Squad was echoed a lot. Um, anonymous one mike raffle john tom and carson all put it and then justice league from john and will marlier and then last airbender got a lot of hate oh Uh, why didn't i put that up there oh man i completely forgot about that four people said that out of my mind and a couple more said it for worse they didn't see oh that might play snowpiercer because that even in the theater that movie like when I see a movie in the theater, I try to look at it from a very, very positive perspective because I'm paying to be there and I'm trying to enjoy the movie. But even in the theater, I was like, wow, this movie is trash. Just from the na- the way they were pronouncing the names as opposed to the show, I was like, wow, this director didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, it got a lot of hate. I mean, I enjoyed it when I was 11, but I was also 11, <laughs> so like, you know. Take that with a grain of salt. And I saw it in theaters. I mean, it was it was cool. I also hadn't seen the series, so I think I didn't have that perspective uh, okay. on it. But I, I'm sure if I saw it now, I would agree with everyone because it, it, it does seem pretty bad. Two people said Batman v Superman. Anonymous 2 and Sarah both put Jurassic World. Mm. I didn't see it, but I'm sure I would hate those. I put Transformers 5 and so did Anonymous 1. Which or no, one I put Transformers that? 4. I really hated that. Age of Extinction was trashy. That was Age of Extinction, yeah. The dinosaur? Yep. They didn't even have better action than, like, the other ones in it, which, at the very least, I think is what you should do if you're making a The first one was my favorite. I think the third one was my favorite, but, like, I mean, and it's not good, but, like, they at least brought it with the action in that, which Mm -hmm. is all I was really asking for. But, like, now they don't even do that, which... He doesn't care about making his movies good because, like, they can make money, so he doesn't bother making them good which is one thing i can say for marvel wholeheartedly over everything else like despite what you might say about them being generic like they care about making their stories good even if they're not the best 
They do yeah. care. They clearly care about it. There's continuity to it. There's continuity. They make sure it's like passable at the very and better than passable actually, really. Yeah, and like it, it's paid off for them clearly. So you know, prob- I don't think they deserve all the money they're getting, but they're doing better than a lot of people in that sense. Emoji Movie, of course, a lot of people said that. Anonymous Two, Angel, Carson, and Lauren all put that. I mean, that's just a movie that would never have worked. And here's what I'll say in defense of it. As bad as it is, I do not fault the people who wrote it because there is not a good version of that movie out there. It is a premise (laughs) that does not work. Emoji Movie? Yeah. As bad as it is, I could not have written a better script for that movie. I couldn't have come up with a better way to write it. It's just not... It doesn't lend itself as a story. Next up, Snapchat filters the movie. <laughs> yeah. It deserves all, all the hate that it got because it was shamelessly trying to cash in on like the brand of emojis. Um, Anonymous one says, Into the Storm, Robin Hood 2018. Agreed. As opposed to the 2010 one. Mike Raffle says, The Open House, movie 43, oh! and Truth or Dare. Open House? I completely forgot about that. It, it was... Oh, yeah, I forgot see? about Open House. Yeah, Knocked it me. was a horror movie, supposedly. Uh, the ending? Stupid. Yes. Really stupid ending. Oh, my ending. God. Really stupid the ending. The ending. They didn't explain anything either. I thought that was kind of new. I thought it was kind of, Well, yeah, and then the ending's just him driving... Spoiler, him just driving up to another house. Yeah. And I'm it, like, what? Okay. That doesn't Major sound like spoilers. There was, <laughs> yeah, there was a, a killer that came to this family who's trying to sell this house it's never explained but it seems like it's personal like somebody they know but never they never nothing personal nothing like that they kill yep he kills both the main characters the son and and mom and he just drives off to the next house garbage okay so next john says despicable me won't argue that food fight Apparently it's terrible. Was that animated? Oh movie. yeah, and like was that 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 was the twenty tens. I thought it was older because of the animation made it look like it was older. Well, because of the visuals, but like in the summary and on IMDb, I think it says it's like Toy Story. It's actually basically like Sausage yeah. Party, I think. But then part of the description is like edited as a poorly rendered version of yeah. your worst nightmare. So I haven't watched the trailer because I <laughs> don't want those images in my head. Okay, Anonymous 2 says The Dictator. Rubber, Anonymous 3. I <laughs> don't know what that is. It's about a tire that kills people. Oh, I did hear about that. Okay, yeah. Um, Anne says 10 Cloverfield Lane. I wow. like 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's yeah. the one with John Goodman in the basement, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so then Anne also says Baby Driver, which I would rail against. King Speech, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I think, Jelani, you mentioned that one. No, no, that was... I think Mason said. Oh, that was me. Yeah. And then Will Marlier says Logan Lucky. I didn't think that was that We didn't bad. mind it. We saw it together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Didn't it, love it. It wasn't great, but I don't think it deserves that kind of hatred. Joe says The Beguiled. Again, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Shutter Island. Drive. And The Cobbler. I would go again. I, I can see where he's coming from with Drive. Cobbler I can get it. it. Cobbler. Yeah. Adam Sandler needs to. Actually, I heard his new movie's good. I have too, but I'm not really that inclined to see it. I just can't take... I hate the sound of his voice. Agree. Angel says, Grown Ups 2, Pixels, Emoji Movie, Thor the Dark World. Mm. Um, I heard that wasn't great. And then, I love that he put this, Avatar. So, I've talked to him about it. I made sure to tell him when I sent him 
the survey that Avatar was fair game because he's he cites Avatar as one of his favorites and worst, which I just, I think is great because like I don't think it deserves worst, but I think it's really funny that he put it as favorite and worst. Amanda says Frozen and Hotel T- Transylvania three. Carson said World War Z and Cats. Um, Natalia says Logan. Sorry about oh, that one. Logan. Lego Movie, Girl on the Train, Emma, and Bad Teacher. And then Sarah put Infinity War. Again, apologies. Although I see where she's coming from. Olympus Has Fallen, Last Jedi, and Us. Us, really? And then my mom put Gone Girl. I mean, I see where she's coming from, but I I can't not love it. My dad put Boyhood, Shape of Water, which I made him see. Yeah, I I see where he's coming from with it. I made him see it. He didn't want to. Oh, I love it. I love it. Don't get upset again. La La Land. (laughs) Who is playing these movies? (laughs) My dad. Is your father home? We need to have a conversation. (laughs) No. And then I have to apologize to Carla for this one, but Francis Ha, he cites as another one. Um, I don't think it's great still, but like I've come around on it a bit. This is the one that you're going to get really upset Again, about. three that I love in a row getting destroyed? This is from Malia, The Lighthouse. I get why people don't like it. You have to have a very specific mindset to see that. Okay, I was expecting you to put <laughs> I think if you go in... No, 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 I get this one. If you go in knowing nothing, I mean knowing nothing about it, and you have to just enjoy the ride of it. Okay. Because it's a very confusing movie with little plot. But it's phenomenal, I think. But it, it takes it's a certain crowd that's going to enjoy that movie. I think I've only met two other people who enjoyed it. Okay. And then just my picks are left. Um, I already said two of them. The Lorax. I really hated that one. It's not, like, objectively terrible. It's not objectively good, but I hate it. Um, Elysium, which is Matt Damon and Jodie Foster. It was trash. It's Neil Blomkamp as director. And then Ready Player One. I won't go off about it because we need to um, hurry up, but it is so bad i have so much i can say about it uh next category is character okay uh jelani what were your top characters i'm gonna say miles morales from into the spider-verse chris washington from get out yes superman so glad you put that what chris chris washington i wanted to put him but i didn't have space i was i was sad to see him go from the list uh superman john wick wonder woman yeah carson said john wick I, i put uh, Wonder Woman. I, I really couldn't think of any characters I really liked throughout this decade. I just like movies. Like I didn't even put any actual Marvel heroes or anything up there. I put I guess Miles Morales kind of counts, but that was something. But he's not MCU. Yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah, I put I put him as well. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you want to elaborate on any of them? Relatability is a huge thing for me, which sounds weird because I put Superman up there. To me, Superman is more like an ideal, as he should be. He's a symbol of peace or whatever. I really dislike human characters, but that's another story. I like Miles Morales and Chris Washington because they're both African-American. Well, Miles is like half. But, you know, being able to see myself in some of these characters on the screen is is a is a big thing for me. So, um, yeah, I put Miles up there. And then Chris... Also had the added bonus because he was like one of the first thriller slash horror movie people that, you know, used his brain to come out on top in the end instead of getting incredibly lucky or just, you know, 
be, yeah, or being off. really stupid like most horror movie characters. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned Miles. I'm curious. So when when that gets brought to the cinematic universe, who is your top pick to play Miles? I have no idea. I think he's, he's a be, great character. Yeah, he's I think you could keep character. the same guy who does the voice actor. I really. Yeah, like exactly. I was gonna say Shamit more. I mean, he's um, a little he's a little old. I think because he's like yeah. 22 or something, and the character's supposed to be like 15, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really want him to. I loved Into the Spider Verse, so I'm I'm just trusting if they bring him in, that Marvel will make a good decision. Because they that normally with new characters like this, they bring in like no names. So I'm very much a character guy, very much. So this one was the hardest one for me to narrow down. I think. So I have Birdman or Riggin from Birdman, played by Michael Keaton. Yeah. Very relatable character. M. Gustav from the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's Ralph Fiennes' character. That, mm-hmm. again, is a character that's very much a me character and his mannerisms and how he acts and the one-liner humor. It's, it's a great character. Virgil from The Best Offer. I don't know if anyone's seen The Best Offer for I the most part. Jeffrey that. Rush is in it. Really slow, long movie. It's worth checking out. More of an older person movie, but it's I liked it. Uh, Charlie from Marriage Story, played by Adam Driver. I loved Marriage Story on Netflix. I cannot yeah. say that enough. Don't I spoil it because it it's so new, I won't spoil but... it, but I think it was perfect. I really have no complaints with that movie. None. And uh, my last one, I have Mildred Hayes from Three Billboards, played by Frances oh, McDormand. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a good one. Yeah, she did phenomenal. She She's a really good actress. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run through everyone else's picks real quick. Two people said Luke Skywalker. That was Tom and Anonymous 1. Uh, two people said Kylo Ren. Kelsey says just in Last Jedi for him, though. Anonymous 1 put Miles Morales, and I echoed that. A few people said Deadpool. So Mike, John, Tobana, and I was going Natalia. Yeah, I see that. I mean, again, I, I think he's a little overrated, but I see it. He's unique. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is kind of a force. Three people put Mike Burry from The Big Short. That's Christian Bale's character. Mm-hmm. That was Ann, Joe, and my dad. Um, so they all, Ann and Joe, I know, are also huge Christian Bale fans. Uh, three people said Furiosa from Mad Max. I think that's a good one. Two people said Jordan Belfort, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street. That's Mike and Carson mm-hmm. both said that. Angel and Natalia both put Elsa from Frozen. I think that's a pretty good pick. Again, a little overrated movie, but still an iconic character. Four people said Allie from Star is Born. That's Joe, and then my mom, and then Malia and Lauren. Uh, they all put her. And then my mom and Lauren both put Simon from Love, Simon. He was another one I wanted to put. I thought he was really good. Other scattered ones, we got Killmonger from Anonymous One, Django from Mike Raffle, John says Andrew from Whiplash, Rick fucking Dalton from... <laughs> <laughs> from... Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider-Verse. Kelsey says Lady Bird. I've talked with her about that. I don't like it, but she loves it and got really upset at me when I put it on an overrated list, so I won't go off at it more. Anne says Megan from Bridesmaids. That's Melissa McCarthy's character. Walter Mitty, Minnie Jackson from The Help, and Harry Hart from Kingsman. I think those are all pretty good picks. Tobana says Iron Man, along with Mike and John. They both put him. And then he put Mickey Mouse, who technically, I don't think he was in any movies this year, but I mean, still an iconic character, so it counts. Joe put Jack Reacher, 
Harley Quinn, and Freddie Mercury. Angel put Jane the Virgin, technically a TV show character, but I didn't say you couldn't, so... And also, a lot of the best characters are in TV, and we're not covering that, so I think it's good that we had at least one in this. Uh, Captain Marvel, and then Chiron. Can either of you tell me, is there any Chiron character that might not be the one from Percy Jackson? No. Not that I know of. Okay, I guess it must be that. Maybe he's talking about something else that I haven't heard of. Amanda said Hermione Granger, no surprise there. Joy and Sadness from Inside Out. Maui from Moana. And then Spider-Gwen slash Gwen Stacy. They're kind of two characters since there's the one in The Amazing Spider-Man, but like they're kind of the same. So, And also both really good. One of them's better at falling than others. Oh! A little too soon (laughs) there. Also, she hasn't seen the second one yet. No! she hasn't she doesn't know that she dies oh so, god um okay and then tom has k from blade runner i think that's ryan Gosling's character and then ava and nathan from ex machina he also has captain america which was echoed by one of the anonymous people carson has john wick um yeah. really glad that got brought up at some point yes yeah, john wick right uh, i forgot that was echoed Eliza from Shape of Water, and then Lou Bloom from Nightcrawler. Really glad he got mm. brought up. We've already talked about that on the show. Natalia says Baymax from Big Hero 6, Moana, and Groot. And then Sarah has Frank from Frank, also Clara from Frank. Jojo from Jojo Rabbit from this past year. Mm. She echoes you, Mason, with M. Gustav from Grand Budapest, and then Ron Woodruff from Dallas Buyers Club. My mom added Merida from Brave, the princess with the red hair or i don't know if she's a princess but whatever she also says star carter from the hate you give sadness Allie from a star is born simon from love simon and then lauren also said that one my dad and malia both put james mcavoy's character from split it's uh his character doesn't oh yeah, yeah, have a yeah name. I've seen split. uh kevin wendell crumb yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I think most people just don't remember it. Did you know in the credits they put him, they credited him as all the characters he was? Like, it it said Kevin Wendell Crumb, Patricia, slash, 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 slash. And then my dad also put the kid in Boyhood, the days of the week in What Happened to Monday, and then Hugh Glass from The Revenant. That was DiCaprio's character. So that leaves my picks. So I did two characters from Gone Girl, which is Amy Dunn, and Rhonda Boney. So I already talked about the two of them on the show we did for that, but they're both like such good characters. Very different from each other, but really good. And then I said Miles Morales, which we already talked about. And then Eduardo Saverin from The Social Network. I love Andrew Garfield's performance of him. He's just so good. He's he's a real person, but like I'm sure the fictional version of him is like different, but either way, love that character. And then Charles Xavier from the X-Men movies. And I'm kind of limiting that to the James McAvoy performance. I'm not so big on the Stuart one, but like the Charles Xavier we see in X-Men Days of Future Past, such a good character. So now we just have one more. Uh, So we have favorites. My uh, favorite 2010s movies, I would have to say the first one would definitely be her. It was a phenomenal movie, beautiful, beautiful movie. The color schemes, the way it was shot, A24 did a phenomenal job with her. And the story itself is absolutely beautiful. Palo Alto is kind of a more indie film. This is my second choice. 
I think Emma Roberts did a really good job in this one, and I think it's a classic indie kind of coming-of-age type film. The third one has to be Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That is a classic within all... <laughs> Kind of all of us nerds, all of us, you know, that love comic books and that also love, you know, just like superhero with fantasy. And I don't know, it's a it's a great, great movie. The fourth one would be Climax, which came out in 2019, I believe. That one is my most recent favorite. It's a psychological thriller and it's 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 insane. It's actually, again, with the color schemes that that's phenomenal the way the story is told the way that the audience is kind of thrown through a loop through the cinematography through the way that the camera follows each individual and their story i thought i don't know climax is crazy and also a lot of crazy things happen so it's kind of like oh geez (laughs) so jelani what was your favorite or what were your favorites number one into the spider-verse all the way number two get out all the way Here's a weird one. 21 and 22 Jump Street. I love rewatching this movie, and whenever I see it on TV, I sit down and watch either one because I still find them both hilarious and quotable and whatever. For some reason, I, I don't know exactly why, but I love both of these movies. Uh, Avengers Endgame. I really just care about this, the third act of it. The time heist and everything else really wasn't necessary. Well, it made sense, I guess, for the story, but you could cut out the entire two, first two-thirds of the movie and I'd still be happy with just watching the end. And honorable mention to Logan, because Wolverine is one of my favorite comic book characters. And uh, number five, Black Panther. And then Mason? So for my favorite movies of the decade... It was a hard choice for me because there were so many that really stood out to me, especially in 2019. But I wanted to take a more broad approach to it and pick a couple favorites from throughout the entire decade as a whole. So I'm going to start off with The Grand Budapest Hotel in 2014, directed by Wes Anderson. I think that was one of his best works, and he's had some surprising hits such as Moonrise Kingdom, who... A lot of the people who I know who acted in Rhode Island were actually involved with and met Bill Murray, and he was apparently a very nice guy. But the Grand Budapest Hotel had a certain flair that Anderson commonly brings to his films, whether it's the color palette, the music choice, and his casting is always impeccable. You absolutely can't beat it. There's a new film coming out in 2020. I believe it's called The French Press, directed by him, which is essentially his version of... Avengers Endgame where he's taking every star he's ever worked with and all the ones he wanted to and putting them in one film. I've never seen a cast like this film. But The Grand Budapest Hotel it was one of the films that got me back into acting after my hiatus. So it will always be a, a poignant film to me and there's a certain tone to it that I really enjoy. That quick-witted humor that film hasn't caught up to in many, many years but it was common during the 1940s, 30s. Very Fred Astaire top hat vibe. My next film is La La Land in 2016, directed by, uh, God, I can't remember his name, but the music was done by Justin Hurwitz. I, I know La La Land's not a perfect film, but it means something to me. I saw it with my best friend seven times in theaters, painting done of the film above my bed. The music in that film is special. 
And it's the same song repeated several times, but the piano and the jazz, it's a love letter to classic film, which is something I've said a lot through this, but that's all it is. It's a love story that's not about the two people, but what Hollywood used to be and the dreamers who made it that way. And in regards to the love story of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, I think it's perfect because the best love stories in film, at least in my opinion, the two people don't end up together. But they chase their dreams and it's a beautiful ending. So besides that, I would say uh, Birdman, which was also 2014, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez and Inujiv. I think so, I may pronounce that wrong, but Birdman had that one straight shot the entire time where you never saw a break. And it was, like I've mentioned before, the whole theme of the struggle of an actor or a director or an artist is something that doesn't necessarily stick out to every audience, but if you're involved in the industry, this film was so spot on and talking about New York and the mentality of a director or producer and coming back after a hiatus from the acting world. It tells the story of the struggling artist played by Michael Keaton who can't let go of the superhero persona he played in like the 70s, which is pretty much Michael Keaton. It's a reflection on his Batman times with Tim Burton instead of just called Birdman. And it slowly shows more and more about it and him just trying to act and give a pure performance. The Just the tone of the film, it's very, very good. I highly recommend everyone watching it at one point. It's not for everyone, but it's worth checking out. So the next film I have on the list is The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro. It's a weird movie. I won't even sugarcoat that. Like, it is an odd movie. I watched it with my parents, and after it ended, they looked at me and they went, what? But I've always enjoyed it. I think the music in it, and I harp about music so much in this, but the music in that film, it's almost like a lullaby. I listen to it a lot on uh, trains in Boston when I'm getting to and from places. But the metaphors in that, especially with uh, the villain, I can't remember the actor's name. It's Michael something, but he commonly plays a villain. He was on Boardwalk Empire for a long time. But he has this great scene where he's always carrying around this baton. And it's like a symbol for his power. And he puts it down at one point and he walks into a bathroom. And he says to the person who's attending it in there, he says, there's two types of men in this world. The kind who wash their hands before or after they piss. And it just shows how involved with himself he is. And he's the real monster of the film. And the whole focus is on this creature from the Black Lagoon-ish figure who falls in love with this deaf woman. And it's all showing that the real monsters are human, which is a quote I just stole from Ryan Murphy. But... It's worth watching one night. I wouldn't say with friends, but one night alone, if you have some spare time, sit down and give it a look, because I would say it's one of Guillermo del Toro's best works, besides The Labyrinth, of course. So for my final uh, film on the favorites list, I'm going to give it to The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers in 2019. The way it was done, it was the most original thing I've seen in the cinema since I've been born. It was a risk. Not everyone liked it, pretty much like most films I like, but it was perfect for what it was. It was just this cabin fever, almost Stanley Kubrick shining essence to it of these two men trapped in this lighthouse, and you never know which one is telling the truth and who to believe. And by the time they're drinking turpentine when they run out of alcohol and they've gone completely crazy, 
you're watching the screen and you're like, what the hell am I watching? Like when I saw it with my friend Emily, we didn't say a word the entire movie. And we walked out of the cinema. We looked at each other. And I said, well, I don't know what to say. I liked it, but I can't tell you what I just watched. And I've seen it a couple times since. And I've grown to appreciate it a lot more. There's all the great metaphors about being bad luck to kill a seabird and spilling secrets and things along those lines. This one out of all the films I've listed is definitely not a movie for everyone. A lot of people would call it boring or just really weird. But I think it's a film that's going to age very well. It was robbed at the Oscars. But a lot of the people I know who gave it the time to watch it and had interest in it really enjoyed it. And it doesn't matter if people like it or not, but it was something special for what it was. So a few more honorable mentions. I'm going to put Marriage Story on there too, just because I don't think Marriage Story is getting enough attention. And Jojo Rabbit, I really enjoyed, which I saw recently. So those are my favorite films of the decade. All right, so now I'll just run through the rest of these. The two most decade ones real quick. Into the Spider-Verse was said by six different people, including you, Jelani. So we had Anonymous One, Will Marlier, Amanda, and Carson all said that. And then the other one that was echoed a lot was A Star is Born, mostly by my family. Yeah, so both my parents and then Malia and Lauren, all four put that one. Uh, Anonymous One says Fury Road, Spider-Verse, Blade Runner, Sing Street, and Force Awakens. Mike says Fury Road, Call Me By Your Name, Lay Miz, Get Out, and Joker. John said Whiplash, Spider-Verse, Spotlight, Endgame, and the Lego Movie. Kelsey has Skyfall, Moonlight, and Ladybird. Anonymous 2 says Imitation Game, Grand Budapest, King's Speech, Deathly Hallows Part 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Anonymous 3 has The Avengers, The Town, The Post, Get Out, Wolf of Wall Street. Anne has The Big Short, Bridesmaids, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Fighter, and Manchester by the Sea. Seth has Inside Out, Moonlight, Ladybird, and Rogue One. Tobana has Infinity War, Now You See Me, The Martian, Endgame, and Big Hero 6. Will Marlier has Into the Spider-Verse and Guardians 1. Joe has American Made, The Equalizer 2, Bohemian Rhapsody, Suicide Squad, and Jack Reacher. Angel has Fury Road, Hereditary, Avatar, Thor Ragnarok, and Arrival. Amanda has Amazing Spider-Man 1, Into the Spider-Verse, Coco, Deathly Hallows Part 2, and Aladdin. Tom has Dunkirk, Social Network, Blade Runner, Ex Machina, Arrival. Carson has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Spider-Verse, Blade Runner, La La Land, and Parasite. Colin has just two, The Dark Knight Rises and Kingsman. Natalia has Skyfall, Deadpool, Nerve, Ride Along, and Guardians 1. Sarah has Frank, 20th Century Women, Francis Ha, Baby Driver, and Her. My mom has Inside Out, Monsters University, Quiet Place, Star is Born, and The Hate You Give. My dad has Inception, Molly's Game, Coco, Star is Born, and Argo. Malia has Stars Born in Parasite. Lauren has Love, Simon, Hate You Give, and Stars Born. And then, so my picks were, first one, X-Men Days of Future Past. I was not expecting this to age as well as it does, but it's like, it's actually pretty solid, I, I think. I think it gets overshadowed by the MCU, but honestly, like, really solid time travel movie. I thought they used it really well. 
it's it's kind of like the best that x-men can be i think uh scott pilgrim some people have mentioned that one so far already it's a lot of fun and like i can just kind of rewatch it whenever gone girl i mean we did two shows on this so that kind of speaks for itself but it's possibly the best script ever written i think and then the social network that's just a really solid script and the acting is phenomenal and i mean i've already talked about it a bit but like david fincher and aaron sorkin working together is just kind of the greatest thing ever and then this last one shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at this point but inception i mean it's just kind of the greatest thing ever so yeah we'll we'll have more on inception at another time but of course that was going to be my number one so I think that just about covers it. Uh, before we go, Jelani, I know you have some exciting news that you can plug oh, in if you want before shoot. we end. So, oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, I have a book. Uh, I got a book coming out. Uh, I just got the approval last night from Amazon slash Kindle. You can pre-order it. April 2nd is the day I'm shooting for to release it. It's essentially a superhero book. It's going to be a series the series is called Descended. The first book is called Descended Awakening. And I actually just started writing all of these books starting last year, um, which I'm impressed with myself with. But um, we're, I'm working with an editor right now. I'm hoping to get the comic book artist John Boy Myers. I, he actually DM'd me last night, so I'm hoping to, to get him to do the cover. But yeah, I also have other series in the works that I'm working on. But once I start writing full-time, these will start coming out much more frequently, especially if the books can can support themselves. So yeah, look forward to that. Descended Awakening, April 2nd. Thanks for uh, allowing me to plug that, Ev. Sure. So uh, Mason, where can people find you if they want to, or like anything else you want to plug? Oh, um... I have a play being produced in New Hampshire this summer called... Uh, some Old Song or La Vie en Rose. It's pretty bittersweet. Want to give it a read? You can look it up eventually, but you can find me on Instagram at Mason Sawyer Lafferty. I'm usually in about five shows a semester, so I'm always doing some sort of theater in Boston. Yeah, and uh, obviously you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. And we'll be doing an upcoming episode, I think, pretty soon on Shrek. That's the next one I'm planning. Email in comments to erw58 at drexel.edu. I think there's something I'm missing. Oh, thank you again to everyone who wrote in for this. I'm really glad we got some opinions in. I'm, this was a really fun episode to do. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, thank you both for bearing with me for three freaking hours for this. <laughs> and 